Last broadcast, we were talking about the matter of grief. And in that broadcast, I had said something along these lines, that grief is an emotion that God himself has built into us, and so grief is right. The Lord Jesus grieved at the tomb of Lazarus. And we are told in 1 Thessalonians 4.13 that we are to grieve, but our grief is to be different. And I went on to explain how the Christian's grief over the loss of a loved one is different from the grief of an unbeliever. The difference, Paul says, is in the hope that the believer has. He says in 1 Thessalonians 4.13, we don't want you to be ignorant, brothers, about those who are asleep, so that you may not grieve, as do the rest who have no hope. We have hope in Christ. We not only know that there is eternity with him for all who know him as Savior, but we know that that very body that is laid in the grave and molders in the grave shall be raised fresh and new, never to suffer again, never again to experience the pain of this life of ailments and ills and finally of death itself. No, our grief is simply a grief over separation of ourselves from a loved one. It's not that irreparable loss which goes on forever and ever and ever so far as the unbeliever knows. Just the terrible uncertainty of knowing whether there is anything after death or not for the unbeliever is an awful thing to experience at the loss of a loved one. Hope then, we said, is the anchor of the soul that keeps the believer from allowing himself to drift in grief, out of grief, into despair. With hope, he is anchored anchored into the right kind of grief, the right kind of recognition of the, the effects of sin that have brought about pain and sorrow that lead to separation and sickness and illness and all of those things that we experience in grief. All die. All must face grief. All have loved ones who die around them. So we need to understand grief. Now, in our day, there are people who are telling us what grief is like. Some psychologists have been studying grief since the Coconut Grove fire where, when Lindemann, Eric Lindemann, began the grief study work. And others have largely built upon Lindemann's work. So that today we have a theory of grief that speaks about grief as the grief work that needs to be done in order to enable somebody to get through the period of grief that he has. Now this sounds very reasonable and very plausible until you begin to think about it in terms of Christian uh, categories with reference to grief. First of all, Lindemann and others who follow him see no difference between Christian grief that has hope and non-Christian grief that is without hope. Already there is immediately a large defect in this theory. This theory which allows for no difference of the sort that Paul spoke about in 1 Thessalonians 4.13. Moreover, in this theory, men are all looked upon as the same, not only as the same with reference to whether they are Christians or not Christians, whether they have hope or don't have hope, but looked upon as the same in their relationships to the one who has been lost and in their relationships to God and to others. Such a theory is, is not only foolish, it's absolutely uh, outrageous. Men are not the same at the point where loss takes place. 
Grief is not therefore usually a simple emotion. And that is where the theory of grief work falls apart. The grief work theory people tell us that all you need to do is to work through the various stages of grief. If somebody gets stuck in one stage, what you do to help him is to move him on to the next stage. And if he does the grief work of going through stage after stage after stage, then he goes through a normal process which eventually emerges in a whole new kind of life and everything will be fine on the other side of it. The fact of the matter is, is that grief is not just a matter of going through stages. Anybody who has ever really dealt with people in grief in any definitive sense from a biblical viewpoint knows that at this point, many, many things come to the surface. Grief is one of those life-shaking events which breaks the bars and lets them come crashing down to the ground. And what is really inside of a man comes out. Grief is a kind of experience that takes hold of a person and shakes him and shakes him and shakes him until he falls apart. It, it takes the scissors and it takes the knife and it rips up his seams and pulls his stuffing out and throws it all over the room. That's what grief does to somebody. It really takes a person apart. It is a life-shaking loss. Now, at a time like that, the kinds of things that a Christian dealing with people in grief finds are these, anger, guilt, and fear. Not only the pain of loss, but also such emotions as these, such problems as these get mixed in with that emotion of loss, that pain. Not only do people uh, feel sorry, deep sorrow over losing a loved one, but they also often become angry that God took that loved one or angry that uh, there they are left holding the bag all by themselves. Grief is not just a simple emotion when anger is mixed into it. Going through certain mechanical steps is not going to deal with the sin of one's anger. Or let's say guilt. Maybe this person has various senses of guilt over his relationship to the one who has died. Maybe he needed to set things straight with that loved one who died before he died, and now there's no opportunity in this life to do that. Matters that had not yet been put to rest now need to be put to rest, but here he stands, nothing having been dealt with, guilty over some wrong that was never confessed, some restitution that was never made, some word of forgiveness that was never spoken, or fear. A person who is full of Emotion coming from grief often is filled all even more so with the emotion of fear. A widow left by herself, one who depended so deeply upon her husband, may be so afraid to face the future that she can become paralyzed over the fact. Going through mechanical processes of doing grief work doesn't deal with that. She asks questions like, how will I get along? What will I do? How will I get out of this thing? What will happen to me now? These matters have to be dealt with in the light of the word of God. The anger must be dealt with biblically. The guilt must be dealt with by confession of sin. The fear must be dealt with by trusting oneself into the hands of a God who can care for you and guide you and take care of those needs even better than that lost loved one. The anger must be dealt with by seeking forgiveness. All the way through then, this matter of grief, we must look for other complications that must be dealt with. Grief is not 
a simple emotion. Grief must be dealt with in terms of all that is involved, and I haven't by a long shot begun to talk about it all. Those are just certain, simple, clear-cut indications of what may be involved in helping a grieving person. No, it's not a matter of going through four steps or five. It's a matter of dealing with each person individually in reference to his own life as he stands before God and as he stands before his other fellow men. Lord, help us to face grief for what it really is, not to look upon it mechanically or monolithically, but to look upon it individually and help us to face it with Jesus Christ, our Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen.